It's the Meg John and Justin podcast. Yay! Hola, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are back. Um, I've um, my head is full of snot uh, it is. due to some recent sniffles, uh, so I'm not quite with it. Whereas I'm on form. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on fire today. MJ is knocking it out of the park. I am. Ready to knock this out of the park. <laughs> <laughs> um, no so, snot issues here. No. Mm. Well, that's good. To- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to claim all those bodily functions we talked about the last time. Right? Well, that's right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> some people are a bit queasy about talking about snot and things, aren't they? And, yeah. Yeah, in the same way that we talked about with toileting. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. That's a cat over there who's very unhappy not to be involved in the podcast. Yes. Until you have anything intelligent to say, you can't be involved. Barney's is like, I just said something super intelligent. You just don't understand what I meant. That oh, Barney, just, yeah, yeah. yeah. She just said meow. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she probably said, let's unpack the cultural baggage around that. I think that's what she meant by that meow. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah she's hype cat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, I listened to, it's not a rival podcast, it's another podcast. Yeah. Dan Savage yesterday mm-hmm. um, kind of uh, listening to podcasts is something I can do when I'm unwell it's like yeah. quite a pleasing thing it's a good thing for yeah for so um, and um, as we always say about Dan like sometimes uh, he's he's had a history of not always getting it right but he produces produces so much content he's always out there that mm-hmm. of course I think sometimes you're going to get it wrong but often he gets it really right and yeah. one of the things that I really liked in his advice yesterday to another one of those interminably long questions that he gets every week uh-huh. just I don't know how he remains so patient with the long questions but um, it was to do with monogamy and he was I think he was giving advice to somebody who has previously done wanted non-monogamy and there's someone in his life who may want monogamy and the advice was well could you try it for try monogamy for a bit yeah. for like six months for a year mm. and say that you will revisit it yes and that's the crucial part of it and I was like that's really really good advice because it's the whole let's in let's talk about what rules we're going to make for now but let's not enshrine that for the whole rest of our lives the yes. whole rest of our relationship and say because these are the rules that yeah. we have to do all the time because people change over time relationships change over time what fits now maybe not what fits later circumstances are changing all the yeah. time and when and I think there's that other thing about when you agree that you're going to do a thing for a bit and mm. you can kind of you can see where the edges are and you can then start to appreciate what it might be like beyond those edges and yeah. think about what that might be like and it might be a lot less scary for somebody yeah. who is taking who is willingly knowing that they are actively taking part in a monogamous relationship even though they've not, never done non-monogamy before when they get a sense of okay mm. where are these potential lines and what might it look like to be monogamish to quote Dan or yeah. to be you know you know, would that be so bad after all to kind of yeah. to be able to Which move some of those boundaries over time you can't potentially know that until you've had an experience of a relationship with that. like these people haven't had a relationship with each other yet 
so they may not know what's you know what's available yeah what might feel okay and also you know certainly things that don't feel okay at the beginning might feel okay after six months once you've actually had some time together and got to know each other a bit yeah. better and know what your issues are and the dynamics between you exactly so yeah. that's what we're talking mm, about right yes. now and we've already i guess we're already a third through but <laughs> that we're talking about is yeah. that we can make rules for our relationships and that but that they need to be given the opportunity to shift yes but also that we need to be making rules that are actually quite um, detailed, I guess, that they actually, mm. that they are meaningful rather yeah. than just saying, you know, okay, we're in a monogamous relationship. Well, what on earth does that mean? Oh yeah. You need to unpack what it means because it means such different things to different people. Exactly. And also this thing about it being a spectrum rather than your monogamous or your non-monogamous, yeah. uh, which is something I'm actually talking about next week in Portugal because I'm going mm. to a conference and talking about non-monogamy. Get you. Right? Uh, in the Algarve. It's going to be awful for me. Um, but yes, I think that thing of it being a spectrum was a real key mm. moment for me to learn yeah. of like, yeah, actually, it's not about deciding are you monogamous or non-monogamous. And it's not even necessarily about deciding which kind of monogamy or non-monogamy yeah. you are. It's about seeing the whole thing as this multiple spectrums, really, and yeah. figuring out where you're on at the moment and what's and then what suits that relationship at that point in time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, which we've talked about before as well, and there's plenty more about this in our Make Your Own Relationship User Guide. Yes. First plug. Cheap at the price of 2000 but <laughs> Someone only contacted me today and said how useful it had been to them in terms oh, of figuring out their boundaries. So that's good. I know, right? I wish they'd email me or tweet me about this. Oh. Well. Never get any of that. Oh, well, you should be, you know, <laughs> thanked for that because it was a damn good thing. Um, so, um, mm. so it's okay for rules to change, right? Yes. And there are lots of reasons why our relationship rules or relationship setup might need to change so do you want to go through some of those for us yeah 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 um so i was thinking i mean and you know we're not just talking about where you might decide to be monogamous for a bit you know it could be different versions of non-monogamy or different versions of monogamy like you say because there's several of them it's about thinking what is that agreement at this point maybe around other sexual contact maybe about other emotional relationships so you could be completely monogamous for example and decide that for whatever reason right now you don't want to form other super close friendships or right now you don't want to have a kid or yeah. right now you don't want to get into that whole thing with your family yeah. because life is such that it's just demanding too much of you with what's already there yeah um, and I guess you know things I was thinking about is like if there's illness mm-hmm. if there's a massive work project or you've suddenly got to go away for work mm-hmm. if you've just been through a trauma like a car crash or something mm-hmm. you know those are times when you might be thinking either you know if you're polyamorous or non-monogamous I'm not adding any anything else in at the moment yeah. you know or yeah just even you're not op- you know th- 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 there's times in your life when you're a bit more this is this is enough right now yeah. I don't have the capacity for more and there's other times when you sort of feel really open and expansive and it's like actually there's some space yeah. um, for, for other things to develop yeah. and that it's okay to kind of feel into that mm. and I think a lot of the times that we have problems is when we sort of force something or allow allow something when we really didn't have capacity for it yeah definitely yeah. Mm-hmm. it's important as well there to be maintaining that really good relationship with ourselves as well and having mm. spacious, spaciousness for our own relationship 
yeah. for our our own relationships with ourselves. Oh, super important. Um, you've yeah. got to like you've got to have that, and like and yeah. So if things have come along in life that mean that you're that's really getting squeezed out, mm. then first priority is making a little more space for that, making sure that's there. Um, and it's like, is there something that can give so that you can do that? And if yeah. there's not, you may have to put a bit of time and energy into figuring out how you can do that. I guess that's the thing that we need to be thinking about in terms of rules too, is that when we start to think about our relationship with ourselves, then this means that we also need to be kind of revisiting the rules that we've created for all of the different relationships that we have, even if we're in a monogamous relationship with somebody. Yeah. So it could be that we need to, if we go into a monogamous relationship and we uh, choose to live with that person and we might choose to, you know, mm. have children with that person and they're our only sexual interest as well, mm-hmm. then we need to then also think about our relationship with ourselves in relation to that, right? Yeah. And think and think about our think about <clears throat> them as both being as important as, as each other. And I put another one in there, which kind of relates to the relationship. Which sort of in between, really, is the relationship with your supportive people. Yeah. You know, it's like again, if you've put so much energy into one romantic or sexual relationship, or a couple, or or, mm. or more, and the relationship with yourself or the relationship with other supportive people in your life is diminishing. Mm. Again, that's one that's really worth thinking about thinking how can you shift things to make to bring those into a bit more balance because yeah. you you know that enduring love project i was involved with mm. shall i'll plug that book the secrets of enduring I think love you should. yeah there you right jackie gal <laughs> um you know that was one thing they really found in all long-term relationships that helped them survive was if you've got mm. that supportive network of people around you rather yeah. than it's just you and them against the world yeah it was the third stool wasn't it yeah the, the third, third leg of the stool like yeah. a stool won't stand up on two legs it needs a, a third thing unless it's a very cleverly designed stool yeah, from Habitat or Oak <laughs> Furniture Land or somewhere, you know, Still very clever stalls. Legs that work? No, ever. But it has to be a very, very clever. <laughs> okay. okay, right. Back, back to talking about stalls again. <laughs> so- oh no, you didn't. You didn't. You did. Oh dear. <laughs> I've done one. So um, our relationship with so even so. Dan was approaching this advice in terms of, you know, your relationship with your, in inverted commas, main partner. Yeah. But then also there are knock-on effects to your relationship with everybody else. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. One of those knock-on effects is if you are, um, if somebody is in a non-monogamous relationship and mm-hmm. they're seeing other people on various different levels and mm-hmm. they decide to go monogamous, that means that they're then having to close down some other relationships yes which moves us on to the next bit yeah so we were saying with the first bit I guess we're saying it's totally okay to change agreements over time and it's a really good idea to have agreements as not set in stone but things that can be revisited and flexible and almost an assumption that they will have to change over time but now we're getting on to like if you know that they are very likely to change over time you know that also is something it's only fair to communicate with people rather than you know you could use the whole oh agreements change over time as a kind of uh, get out of jail free cards to just like you know change over time in ways that you know you're going to and not communicate that to people and just be like oh you shouldn't yeah. have a problem because it's fine for agreements to change over-. no actually yeah, exactly. if you know they're going to change over time you should really articulate that yeah 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that could be I mean this there's a whole different range of relationships where this can happen yeah. right so um, there is the uh, somebody who is seeing somebody on a non-monogamous basis and they go monogamous and then mm-hmm. they end their relationship with that other person that yeah. can be something that will should be giving people a heads up about yeah. in terms of because um, it'd be really painful to just feel like you were you know it's like 
you were chopped liver basically like I don't know why we say what am I chopped liver but <laughs> you know it just feels like you're disposable is chopped yeah, liver yeah, disposable yeah. I don't know that's a no whole... that is an expression the chopped liver yeah. thing yeah. Uh, scotch mist is another yeah it's like a being invisible kind of thing yeah my mate who's solo poly gets that a lot you mm. know um, so that they're often treated as this add-on and assumed that that must be then therefore casual for them but it's not casual it's yeah. a, these are important relationships they're building and then to be just told you know not only am I going to stop having sex with you but actually you're not really allowed in my life now because I'm yeah. in this you know um, whether it's a monogamous or a primary non-monogamous relationship it somehow means that my mate has to be just you know got rid of yeah yeah or if we're entering into um if we're entering into a relationship with somebody like a close friendship or something and mm. um, the other person is planning on having kids yeah. in a few months' time, um, then it can be important to be letting the, that person know that changes are likely to happen. Yeah, or moving. Like, I'm, mm. you know, for me, it's about, you know, I'm really about building a kind of logical family of close people. Mm. And that's a conversation I've had a few times where somebody's been like, like, oh, by the way, I'm off. You know, it's <laughs> sort yeah. of like... Um, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean you can't. Like, actually, you know, th- four of my main logical family people are all in the kind of the Americas in one place or another at the yeah. moment and probably will stay there, uh, yeah. most of them. And that feels okay to me, but it is, it's quite a big deal, you know, so yeah. it's good to know, like, oh, and then you can have a conversation at how might we navigate that shift. But also, yeah, what, what degree of intimacy might I then get into with that person knowing that they're not going to, we're not going to be able to do that everyday rhythm that we do. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. And how? And then, looking to our our other relationships and our relationship with ourselves, how can we get that everyday intimacy with other people? Mm. That, if that's something that we miss. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Thinking about yeah again coming from that place of what are our needs in relationships and which different relationships might might we get those met with? I think you really hit the nail on the head there with what you say about the the that we're just talking about lots of different kinds of change, but there mm. are times when it's really beneficial to talk, to be talking about this change because mm. it's good for your relationships, and there's a time when you have like an uh, there's an ethical should about when you should be talking about potential yes. change because really you need to be giving people informed consent about what's happening in your relationship. That's right, and I think a lot of times people hold back from that because they feel like guilty or like bad that it's not really okay to be making those changes so actually if we were open to the fact it's really okay to make changes over time we'd be much more able then to articulate that those changes are coming up yeah um and also i guess we mustn't make assumptions about other people i'm thinking like a good example is like you know so we're talking about like say you know that you've you've just you're at the limit in terms of energy so for me because I'm somebody who generally only wants a kind of erotic connection where I've also got a pretty intense intimate connection with somebody yeah. I would you know right at the moment with with two of those going on and in both both in quite new ways um, um, I would be thinking I don't want to have that with somebody yeah. else but for one of my people their other erotic connections tend to be quite casual yeah so it doesn't make sense for me to insist on them to close that off no because it's a really different thing it's yeah. not like that doesn't take a whole load of energy no and so it's sort of navigating those you know not imposing your way of doing things on the other person either not saying like oh because I've decided oh, to yeah. close down that option just now that somebody else ought to do the same because actually it might have a very different meaning for them yes people think that um, uh, like any kind of non-monogamy has to have like a symmetry to it yeah it's just nonsense no 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 it's, exactly it's about because everyone has different things fitting in in different places that's right um I mean, I've kind of got to the point with my... I have one romantic relationship, um, 
and I don't think I'd have time for other romantic relationships time or energy yeah. it wouldn't be fair to try to incorporate yeah. somebody else and it wouldn't be fair on my friends and my family and yeah, yeah. my workmate and uh, me <laughs> and, you know like yeah. I just wouldn't have the space for that yeah. um, so but that's the thing that's changed over time when I entered this relationship uh, higher mm-hmm. um, you know I think I was seeing four people or yeah, something I was yeah. like I didn't have time for anyone yeah um, <laughs> what was I doing well thank you for figuring that out those of us in your life appreciate it <laughs> those of us who take up some of your Tuesday afternoon <laughs> but yeah so, it's such an important yeah. set of considerations isn't it and yeah it does also it cha- yeah it changes over time just from knowledge just from like oh I'm doing this thing and hang on a minute shit this isn't working yeah you know and like what does give you know do you have the kind of job you know for me at the moment it's like actually I have a flexible enough work that I can be like oh hang on a minute this is happening this new thing I need a whole bunch of space and energy Mm. around that so therefore I'm gonna actually make that deadline on that book a bit longer yeah I'm gonna you know lean on colleagues a little bit more Mm. you know I'm gonna find ways of creating space Mm. out of that because I don't want to create the space out of my other close relationships and I don't want to create it out of my time with myself so yes. it's like it's going to have to be yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. something that gives but other people that's not that's not something that can give that's a hard kind of limit yeah. so it's knowing which bits are hard limits and which bits can flex a bit as well isn't yeah. It? yeah super important yeah so it's, um, I mean, I guess the, the, the takeaway so far is, you know, we should be bringing these things up and talking about them and yeah. communicating more, which is, you know, yeah. our advice about everything, everyone's advice about everything, but, you know, it's mm. that, but these are the kinds of intricacies that we need to be talking about, that mm. um, there is that change that is, that recognising the change always happening is a really good thing, yeah. but just kind of assuming that everyone's on the same page, that oh, we're all changing so we don't have to talk about it is... really bad and I guess the other piece the final piece that um, I would want to say is about the feelings around change Mm. and obviously change can be a thing that brings up really hard feelings for a lot of people because it it's scary territory it's uncertain you know Mm. like we're really in this kind of yeah shifting ground Mm. Um, and I think one of the reasons we often don't want to talk about it is because we don't want to be the bad guy Mm. who's changing on somebody yeah Um, and because that means we can't actually handle their feelings Mm. around it because we're kind of yeah that's where we might go oh I'm changing and like you know you should just be fine with it baby because everyone changes Mm. you know because we can't really handle hearing that that's really hard for them yeah um and we're going to do another podcast um around staying with feelings and and that's the stuff it's like you need to be able to sit with that person who you're making changes on and be able to hear their loss you know and their their fear of loss Mm -hmm. you know or maybe their actual loss if you really are taking yourself out of their life Mm -hmm. in some way or part of that relationship is having to end maybe the sexual part maybe another part um, they might have anger, mm. you know, and that's okay for them to have that anger, you know, at that happening to them because they're out of control and you're the one making the change. Yeah. Um, so the and it's really hard work, you mm. know, to sit with the fact you're hurting somebody or your behaviour is hurting somebody mm. and you're doing it anyway. Mm. Um, and it, you know, that's where it's got to be okay to change. So you can think, yeah, actually, this change I'm making it is okay, mm. and I'm doing it in the best way possible, and they get to have their feelings about it as well which is why it's really important to be building in this um building in the idea that of the our of the malleability of our rules in the first place yeah more about this in your amazing book rewriting the rules thank you very much (laughs) i've not read the second edition yet but i'm sure it's 
uh, at least as amazing as the first edition. Thank you. Probably more better as well, isn't it? I, I hope it's better. Really, I think I improved it a yeah. little. Yeah. But it's the, the malleability of the relationships, that relationships mm. are incremental and growing and continuous. Yeah. And that we need to be able to create rules that also follow that. So that mm. that helps for changes to be easier to bring up. That's right. Right. And I guess the person who's having those hard feelings, it's about being able to have them and articulate them without blaming, the yeah. other per- without doing the you've changed as if that's not okay. Yeah. And for the person who is making the change, it's about and being able to stay with the painful feelings the other person's having mm. without like, you know, either, you know, deciding it's not okay to make that change and going mm. and being mean to themselves mm. or lashing out at the person having the bad feelings and saying it's not okay for them to be having the bad feelings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. More about the feelings though next time, so yes. stay tuned. Um, <laughs> but the, that it's the the talking about change and noticing change as well, and yeah. the kind of the day to day noticing of changes and the keeping this kind of conversation on the table yeah. can make those conversations kind of less big and less frightening. I think, I think that's well. the thing. It's when you hit with someone and something out of the blue, like mm. suddenly we're not going to be living together anymore. Or suddenly I want to live with you, or suddenly yeah. I'm going to have sex with other people. Or suddenly I'm not going to have sex with the you know. Suddenly those I just... can't start. I can't see you anymore yeah exactly that, that hits you out the blue and that's yeah. gonna be really painful whereas if it's kind of this ongoing oh you know right from the start of the relationship i've been clear that something i'm thinking about is living the other end of the country yeah. and you know we've constantly talked about how our relationship might look mm-hmm. if that happens and if it doesn't happen then it's going to be easier to navigate right, yeah. when the change does happen or doesn't happen yeah so I uh, hope you found that useful. Again, there's loads more about this in our Make Your Own Relationship User Guide available for £2.50. Yes. Cheaper, twice the price, MJ. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we used Four to sell it twice the price, the price yeah. but then we cut it. Yeah, we... I mean, if somebody wants to pay a tenner for it, they're more than welcome yeah, to do so. <laughs> um, we should also say yeah. at this point, uh, could you please, if you... Uh, read enjoy sex how well and if you want to could you please 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 review it on Amazon please we'll be so grateful if we get 50 I feel like we've had more than 50 people buy our book yeah and so if the people leave a review and it can be like one sentence you don't have to you could spend like one minute writing you know a really quick review but if you get 50 on Amazon then your book starts being recommended more you know when it says you might enjoy these other books and that kind of thing it just gets a lot more profile and you know we're just you know we yeah we'd like to make some money off the book and we haven't but there's much more of the sense that we really want a sex advice book with consent at the heart of it to be out there like we're so passionate about that so many sex advice books have don't even mention consent like we've talked about this before we have we We have have. but we would really like people to be in this book i would i mean i wouldn't mind the fact that i'm not going to be paid for writing this book for another 17 years on (laughs) sales yeah um i wouldn't mind that so long as it was you know i would trade that for being the best-selling sex advice book on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, totally. So if you don't review our book on Amazon, we're going to treat you non-consensually by reading out some advice from terrible sex advice. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, like, no. We could do that, couldn't we? We could do that. Like, I've got some corkers. Just halfway yeah. through, we could be... And we're going to pause the podcast here and we're yeah. going to read out some terrible sex advice. Yes. <laughs> don't make us do that. <laughs> 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 let's unpack the <laughs> consent issues around that sentence, but don't make us do it 
yeah, but yeah, seriously, we would yeah. love that. Thank yeah. you. So, um, and we're on the Twitters at Meg John Justin, Facebook Meg John Justin, SoundCloud mm-hmm. for SoundCloud.com forward slash Meg John Justin. You can also review our show on iTunes, apparently. Oh, I don't cool. know whether we've gotten reviews on iTunes, yeah. but review us on iTunes if you can, Feel please. Feel free, that'd be review nice. I, that... I just said show. You did. You're getting comfortable with the fact we have a show. Uh, our, yeah, okay, <laughs> <that> program, <laughs> and uh, and of course our website with all our other resources is MegJohnAndJustin.com. Bye and for that's now. It. Bye. 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 Bye.